Today we need some participation from you all. Some of you are going to be able to participate better than others, and some of you are never going to understand what it is that you're participating in. Anyone here who is wearing glasses, take them off. As you look around and your eyes get bugged out and you can't see anything, see this whole entire Advent season I've been trying to figure out what it is to say, follow a path, what it is to be um, wanting to see, what it is to wait for something spectacular to happen. And when we take off our glasses or pop out our contacts, we have the sense of, I want that back. Because seeing is so much better than being blind. All right? What if I told you in 500 years, there is going to be this thing called glasses? But beforehand, you're going to have to know, we're going to have to study the eye. We're going to have to study what glass is, how to make glass, do all this prep in order for that invention to happen. All right, my eyes are getting bugged out, so I'm going to put my glasses back on. You can too. But imagine that. The Israelites are walking in darkness, and here John the Baptist is in the desert proclaiming 500 years later, after the Babylonian exile, there's a Savior coming. Prepare the way. Do what is absolutely necessary here and now so that you can see. Our vision, and some of you weren't even able to participate in that. Why? Because you're special and you have 2020 vision. My brother, my older brother, Kevin, he says he has 2020 vision because when he was little, he uh, scratched his eye with a plastic carrot. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't realize, first, I didn't realize that I was blind until I started driving in high school. So I didn't have glasses growing up. And I remember the first time I put on glasses at Shopco in Rochester, and I saw the signs in the back of the store. And I was like, whoa! I can read that from, whoa! You have this awe sense when you can see again. So, making straight this path. So if we have our glasses off and we're trying to make it down a path, some of us are going to make it worse than others. But when we have our glasses on, it's way easier to make it down the path. So Advent is this time of saying, what's my vision? What's my vision? And how do I have to radically reorient it? First, putting God absolutely first in my life with nothing else to compete. Going to Sunday Mass is in a bare minimum sense what that means. No matter what. He's the only one that promises eternal life. Nobody else has had the audacity to do that. 
Nobody else has even come close to promising that. God himself sent his only son so that we have hope in that. So that we can be there. Second, my family, the thing that is salvific in my life is the vocation that God gave me. For me, it's priesthood. For you, it's marriage. And for you that don't have a vocation yet, it's whatever it's going to be. Whatever God gives you. That's what's salvific. That's what gets you to heaven. It's not your job. It's not your work. It's your wife. It's your husband. It's your kids, raising them in the faith. So say God's number one here. Number two is my family. Number three is myself. Repenting and believing in the gospel. Repenting from my sin. Not looking around and saying, who else here is a sinner? Looking at me, saying, what do I have to do to get rid of sin in my life? And as we do that, as we put God first, as we put our family first, as I repent, I see faith, hope, and love. I can move in faith hope, and love. And I can accept the present moment for what it is. I don't have to freak out about the past because I've gone to confession and in their God's, it's in God's mercy through His Son, Jesus. I don't have to freak out about the past. And I don't have to be anxious about the future. Because God's with me in the present. And if he's with me in the present, he's the only one that brings about the future. That presence of life, being present to the moment. Who hears is often distracted by their phone? Anyone get addicted by the scrolling features of everything nowadays? Man. I shared this with them. Uh, uh, that man is you group the other day, but I'm just going to make a public, uh, public uh, appeal announcement. Until Christmas, do this if you have some device. Go into the settings and change it to grayscale. Go into your iPhone or your Android or whatever and change the color to grayscale. If you do that, until Christmas... You'll be changed completely. That one thing will change completely if you're able to stay that challenge. Because what it recognizes is that our phones are highly addicting. And they know that. The red little circle that comes and notifies you that there's something to look at, the reason why it's red is because we want to see what it is. If it's gray, it doesn't matter. Our eye is not caught by it. So just that real appeal. 
If you have that, if you're up for that challenge, just to do that for a week, do it until Christmas. Because so much time, there was a photographer over in New York, and he went around the city and he said, all right, I'm going to take your phone and take a picture of you, what you look like. And he did this through all the city. And what it ends up is people on the subway, not even knowing that there's other people in their world, looking at their phone instead of having a conversation. People in the airport not being able to say, hey, where are you going? Because they have a phone and they're distracted. To not be distracted by our phones for two weeks, it's a huge challenge in our day, but it's totally and radically possible. John the Baptist is calling a lot of shots today. He's calling the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you brood of vipers. The Sadducees and Pharisees, their job was to bring people to God. Yet them themselves weren't there. That's what our job is too. It's to bring people to have an encounter with something utterly beyond them. With authentic love. With regardless of how I feel about you, I love you. It's what we're called to do in our baptism, is to love. To share the faith. To have hope. He calls it as it is. And then John the Baptist says this about Jesus. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will clear the flashing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. When that now happens, when that wheat is cut, when we're cut down, this is very violent, by the way. When that end happens, it's pray to God that we're weak. Because when that happens, there is no then. It's the now. And that's what John the Baptist is getting at. It's, it's the now. To put God first, to put whatever vocation that the Lord has placed me in, second. And then third, repenting of my own sin so that I have the vision of eternal life, so that I know what I'm going for, so that I can see the path, so that I can see reality, not as the world proposes it, but as God himself proposes it, his bride, the church, proposes it, so that I can walk and not stumble following Jesus into eternity. Today we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Let us ask for that vision, that sight, of following Him into eternal life.